Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Soul right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy. My wonderful guest is Dr. Karen Can. Boy, have we got a lot to talk about today. Sensitivity. What is sensitivity? How does it affect your health? Well, she says sensitivity is your superpower. Approximately a third of the people are highly sensitive, according to the latest research. That means that they can become easily stressed, and if they don't have to take care of sensitivity, it can be symptomatic. They can have difficulty in paying attention, feeling drained, depressed, anxious, or they may suffer from insomnia, chronic pain, chronic fatigue, bright lights, coarse fabrics, noxious smells, toxins, chemicals, gluten, even electromagnetic radiation from the devices can make them sick. So Dr. Karen is a medical doctor and a doctor of light medicine and the founder of the Academy of Light Medicine. She's also a best-selling author of multiple books, including Sensitivity is Your Superpower and the founder of, is it Tolpokan? Am I saying that right? You got it right. Yep. Wow. Good, good. <laughs> Healing method. And her mission is to help spiritually conscious people harness their superpowers so they can not only heal themselves, fulfill their mission, and create a life of joy. She's extremely passionate about this. You know, one of the things we're going to be talking about today, how does the weather influence you? Resolving conflict with telepathy, access, accessing your intuition more reliably, and healing faster than the speed of light, which we would all love to do. Welcome to the show, love. Thank you, Sarah. It's such a pleasure to be here. Now, the way that whole description there, you just described me. I'm highly sensitive. I've been empathic my entire life. I am a spiritual uh, channeler. And I have to say that uh, I'm retreating more and more into a smaller arena uh, because I am just feeling the sensitive you know the bombardment out there that the static the the angst and it just it just gets to you and you kind of more and more kind of turn the channels off because uh it really does have a negative effect on your entire well-being doesn't it Mm -hmm. It absolutely can. And a third of the population, this is studies from 2018, uh, is 10% more than it was in the 70s and 80s, which was 20%. So the mm -hmm. same person did more research in 2018, Dr. Elaine Aaron and her colleagues, and found that one third of us are highly sensitive. And in my experience, there's more and more and more people and the young children growing up today are much more sensitive than the past. And one could like blame things like, you know, electromagnetic radiation and everyone has a smartphone and routers and things that, you know, really um, stress our nervous system. So that's possibility. But I also think that uh, the way the world is going, just the energies of the planet, the cosmos um, are um, speeding up, if you will. And so these superpowers, which are our sensitivity, actually are expanding over time. So you're not staying at this one empathic ability. It's actually naturally growing more and more. So relatively speaking, that means feeling more 
And that's what I'm really, you know, um, passionate about is helping people harness that and hone it so it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, it's an incredible gift. It really is. But um, it's navigating it, you know, and being able to actually channel that wonderful sensitivity, that wonderful intuitiveness um, without it being overloading. And it's, I think the navigation is that with so much kind of going on out there, and, you know, don't forget, it used to be just microwaves caused the problem. Yes. You know, now we're just, <laughs> yes. <laughs> now we're surrounded by everything. I mean, people have smart homes, you know, uh, the fiber optics are everywhere and we've got fiber optics in our body guess what a brain speaks to the rest of the body and if it's kind of on overload i mean i, I read to you thing that fibromyalgia You really feel it, don't you? Well, there, there was a there's quite a pause there, Sarah. So you may. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you? Did you have another? Got another? Uh. In. Folks, we are having internet problems today. We're going to navigate through it. We're determined to get this show out. Bear with us if we have a few drops. So you mentioned about fibromyalgia. So what was that? What was? What did you say after? That? Um, I have fibromyalgia and the fiber optics. You know the uh, my fascial pain, the fiber optics in our body that makes our entire body work, and the highly sensitivity. And fibromyalgia is a um, a high sensitivity disease in itself. Right, everything is heightened through fibromyalgia. And in my right. people that have fibromyalgia, is it? bought on by the sensitivity i find that pretty much 100 percent of people that i've worked with with the same illness that i had labeled fibromyalgia now just backing up a little bit fibromyalgia is a catch-all term mm -hmm. <laughs> for a constellation of symptoms for which the western medicine conventional medicine has no real significant scientific like diagnostic methodology for it's just a bunch of symptoms they put in a pot and go, we don't know what else it is, so we're labeling it, labeling it fibromyalgia. But in my personal experience as a medical doctor and acupuncturist and doctor of light medicine, pretty much 100% of people that have that diagnosis have this excess sensitivity and uh, no one is addressing it. <laughs> no, way. no, not at all. It's a disease, it's been upgraded to a disease. And, you know, they've obviously put up the drugs for it and, and then it's a disability and everything else. And it's like, it is a hodgepodge of so many things. But if you look at every single one of those things, it is screaming sensitivity, isn't it? You're absolutely right. Uh, basically, it's like the nervous system is being hijacked mm -hmm. um, and is not well controlled. So there's that fatigue, there's the insomnia or the reverse you know, where you sleep during the day and you wake at night, that's usually when it's fairly severe. Uh, and there's the overall body pain um, in, you know, multiple areas of the body. And that's uh, kind of how they diagnose it and all these tender points. So it's amazing. When I had fibromyalgia, I felt like I was hit by truck. Yeah. And that's what people describe. Um, and now I know that that symptom, one of my, for my best, my first uh, best-selling book was called Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, a Holistic Approach. And so I recognized 
that that type of hit by truck pain, the flu-like symptoms, is actually your lymphatic system that is basically congested. And that's why the pain is there. That's why that symptom is there. They never taught us that in medical school no, <laughs> to go through no. it and learn it from other specialists. <laughs> you know, I mean, nutrition or acupuncture or, oh, yeah. you know, anything that wasn't kind of attached to either being able to cut it up or pharmaceutical it is not really taught at medical school. <laughs> Embarrassingly, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, we, we hummed and hard at the beginning whether to put this under your health is your choice genre or, or yeah, and the ignite your heart and soul. And, and it can go under both because our health is our choice. And when we know better on how to look after ourselves, you know, we're making a choice to feed, you know, the solutions rather than just go with the label. And when we are looking at the medical, and yes, let's, you know, face it, medical most certainly has its place. It's absolutely wonderful that taking care of you know a trauma or something at the moment it's not um the deep uh, the deep issue type medicine and it's not the root of the cause type medicine right is it and I, um i went used to go to an acupuncturist who was just fantastic i mean the moment you go ouch you go good good she's got to the point right <laughs> and you came out of there feeling totally drained when you woke up I mean just kept my body supple and kept the flow the chi through the energy all the time part of that sensitivity we go through is kind of blocked chi isn't it it's blocked energy well that uh, pain symptom especially in fibromyalgia and other pain syndromes in Chinese medicine is blocked energy and that what's interesting is it could be physical toxins, it could be emotional toxins, it could be, you know, energetic uh, imbalances, there's all sorts of things that can kind of jam up our circuits and jam up our lymphatic system. So um, one of the things that I do in the Topican um, is, is called the Topican healing method. And we actually teach people how to use divine muscle testing to figure out which one of these things is the issue. Is it emotional? Is it mental? Is it dimensional? Is it energetic? And then once we figure it out, we can actually take away or delete some of these negative frequencies and download positive frequencies so that the person has a better blueprint from which to make their body and, you know, other parts of themselves. And that's the point is that, um, yeah, fibromyalgia is kind of a multiple of issues and it's like, well, how do I tell you which one is which? Because once they're put in together, they become a great big stew, you know, a hot pot of, of stuff. And you don't know how to kind of take things out and, diagnose it or really look at it but it's not the you know the only health problem out there we've got so many people today that are so highly stressed that are, are picking up the vibration in the world that we're seeing more cancer we're seeing more heart attacks we're seeing more people subject to disease because they just don't know how to deal with this almost like a screeching going on from the planet mother earth is screaming at us she's had enough we've got the discord of humanity here and animal kingdom and we it's at that beautiful point in life where this is the invitation to change our lifestyles and what really really is important in our lifestyle rather than feeding the problem let's look to the solution but it we need help on that because we don't know how to do it ourselves you're absolutely right on that. Um, we've spent so much time and energy just in our history 
uh, teaching children the things that we think are going to help them. Like they need to understand calculus, <laughs> like really, <laughs> you know, and, and, and other things. And, and we say, well, you know, art is superfluous. So we're going to cut the art program, you know? And so yes. they learn all these left brain logic oriented things like science and math and, you know, even reading. Um, but it, it's not a holistic education. We don't teach yeah. them about nutrition. We don't teach them about how to balance the, you know, their, a budget, uh, how to, um, you know, um, you know, make the best of their talents and things like that. So we grow up with a real deficit in this understanding that if we don't care for ourselves, including our bodies, minds, and souls, we can get into dis-ease imbalance and eventually get literally physically sick, which is really sad because for the most part, it's preventable. Right, right. Um, you also have got people who go, well, it's hereditary, so it's inevitable I get it. Right, and that's a very small percentage of illnesses that are actually hereditary, less than 10%. Maybe you could get it. So what can you do to prevent yourself from getting it? Right. Well, you you think up there a little bit, but, <laughs> but I was going to say that, um, you know, very uh, few, uh, probably 10% or less of all the chronic illnesses we have there are genetic. So that means 90% are not. And right. there's another, there's another field called epigenetics, which means above genetics and uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton is the 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 pioneer of this new science and, and new medicine, if you will. And it says that our environment, including our mental and emotional environment, actually dictates what the cells do. So if our cells are unhappy, uh, that we have to look at our environment and how we treat ourselves and our self-care, because like I said, most of the diseases are fully reversible. They are based on our lifestyle, based on what we bathe ourselves in, including our emotions, and they're not genetic. And even genetic identical twins, they've done studies where one twin who's 80 years old will be like active in the church, volunteering at the hospital, going to play bridge, fully functional, and the the um, identical twin, same age, same sex, you know, is in a nursing home with dementia and, you know, bladder incontinence. Right. Same genes. Yes. Yes. So, I live with an 88-year-old and we were talking about last night because her brother died at 74. Mm -hmm. And she said, but you know, you know, you've got the same genes. And I said, well, I'm just going to lay it right down. He was a highly stressed man. Everything was a conspiracy theory. He didn't believe anything you told him. You were lying. You know, he'd be angst about the world. And it's, you can't, and he wanted to control everybody. And you can't live that kind of life without the body going, hey, enough is enough. And then one heart attack, which again, oh, forget about that. And then the next one killed him. And mm -hmm. that is, the, you had a warning sign there to change. But right. for some people, that change so difficult isn't it yes absolutely um people say they want to change but when it comes down to what we need to be responsible for uh whether that be our you know emotions or old traumas our relationship issues our nutrition our addictions our habits 
Uh, it's a whole other thing for people yes. to realize mm, maybe that's, you know, maybe they don't want to do that because it's too much work. It's when <laughs> people like you and I go through something that's debilitating, like fibromyalgia, then we go, we have no options. We either die, <laughs> disabled, or we do something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think more and more people are waking up to the fact that they have got to participate in their own well-beingness right? Mind, body, heart, spirit, and soul. That you are an entire unit. And, you know, like if you're driving the car and one of the tires is flat and you carry on driving, it's a detriment to your car. But no, we don't do that. We stop and we change the tire. But right. if, we're if we're driving along in, in our bodies in life, and something starts nagging at us and we don't feel good and it's just, ah, oh, just brush it off. And we push ourselves through. And if we, you know, the old terminology stitch in time saves nine. If we stopped and paid attention, I'm not feeling quite so great. What's causing this? What do I need to do? You know, what's the root cause of it? And what do I need to change it before it escalates? Are we taught that? No, right? It's wait until... The cosmic two by four hits you before we do anything oh, yeah. about it. That's right. I, lo I love talking about that because I was one of these people who would not stop. I was going a thousand miles an hour, trying to be mm -hmm. everything to everyone as a medical doctor, trying to please my husband, my you know parents, my uh, patients, and trying to be the best of everything. I, I often say now I'm a recovering perfectionist, and that really just <laughs> hurt me out. Um, trying to <laughs> yeah. be everything to everyone. And I do find that with people with fibromyalgia, they are sometimes overly generous and not necessarily have healthy boundaries. Oh, boy. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Total givers. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's people say, but you're being a martyr or a lamb. No, it's in our nature. You know, it's in our nature to make sure that everybody else is okay and it's okay i've just been pushed i'll, I'll rest later it's all right i'll do it later right. and then well, later catches up <laughs> oh yeah exactly yeah. we're taught but that we, in church too we can't give what we don't have exactly the stuff, right so when you are abundant in yourself in every mind body heart spirit soul in every way you're now your cup and runneth over and you've mm -hmm. got abundance to give. But we have to learn, okay, I, I did this many, many years ago when I actually said to friends, I'm sorry, I can't be there for you anymore. Couldn't be there for my clients or anything else. I'm having to spend that time on me. Yeah. And it actually shocked them. <laughs> you know, it shocked them. I, I had to does, switch off from everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and then you realize, hmm, were they really friends? Right. Or was I their crutch? And without me, they don't know what to do for themselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we think we're helping by rescuing. Yeah. But some yes. of us have to learn the hard way that that's not how you do it. We empower. Oh, and that's why I love empowering people now, not rescuing yes. them. <laughs> right. Like, well, ultimately, you know, our, our health is our choice. Well-being is our choice. Uh, We've got to know that because, you know, what happens to us, we don't always control over how we react to it. We do. And every time you get knocked down, it's not to keep you there or to tread on you. It's to show you and um, to learn how to get back up and go, 
my God, I didn't know I had those abilities. I didn't know I had that strength. I didn't know I had that courage. If I could do this here, what else can I do elsewhere? And you'll always find the teacher or the coach or the counselor right when you need them. But they're not exactly. there to be your crutch. They're there to help you discover yourself. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what you do in your various ways and mediums of doing it. It's like, it's very tough the mind to start healing the body when the mind is, is so turmoiled. But it's also very hard to, um, to heal the body if the mind is turmoiled. So it is a simultaneous that you have to work on, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I have to admit that despite all the wonderful research over the last several decades about the benefits of meditation, I balked at it. I didn't mm -hmm. want to do it. I didn't want to sit there with my eyes closed for what I thought was a waste of time. Um, and even <laughs> though my teacher was very, very uh, pleasant and compassionate and nice about it, she was not like a dictator telling me I had to do it. I just couldn't convince myself because everyone that I did know doing meditation on a regular basis, and it was just a handful of people, they didn't have like better, happier, healthier lives than me. So I'm like, well, why bother? <laughs> and I'm just, my personality is just really, really go, go, go. And I'm, you know, my mind's often creating and, and, and I'm constantly creating. And what I realized is I just needed a way into the same place of that stillness of the mind through a doorway that worked for my physiology and my personality. And when I discovered it, I figured a way to teach people who are like me. <laughs> and that's what's actually in chapter four of my sensitivities or superpower book, as well as in my navigating the clickety clack. Um, you know, in chapter four, we have this technique called stone stillness through observing internal movement. And uh, what I found as far as superpowers for most people, even if they're not sensitive, is that uh, about 80% of people have the sensitivity gift I call clairsentience. Uh, of course you do. Uh, people with fibromyalgia 100% do. So they feel it with their body. They intuit yeah. with their bodies. Yeah. They intuit emotions and they literally can feel other people's pain physically oh. in their body. Yes. So <laughs> we take that talent and we, we basically you know, the opposite side or the other end of, uh, if you flip the coin from, you know, to a curse, to a blessing, um, then mm -hmm. we take that talent to be able to have them feel inside their bodies and feel the energy running in their body. And that's the meditation. And it could be seconds at a time. Like, for example, I'm talking to you now, but I'm actually being in that state of stillness at the same time as I am doing something. And that training is something that a lot of people go, oh, that's it. That's pretty simple. I, I can do that. And what we find is the results speak for themselves. They get automatic healing. They feel calmer. They have ideas. It's like their guide team is talking to them and they can yes. hear them now, you know, yes. and, and just life synchronicities happen. And there's just more flow and little uh, and less pain. In fact, we had five people in the Omega Institute that I was teaching there a couple of years ago. And we had five people out of 20 who were staff, you know, working at the Omega Institute. And we were doing a free class for them. And uh, five of them had pain out of, you know, we asked them what it was out of 10. And, and five out of the 20 something had pain. I just taught them this stillness through observing internal movement procedure, which is in chapter four of my book. And within five minutes, 
everybody had like all the pain was gone and we didn't even work on the pain with topical healing. We just had them be in that state of stillness. Um, and they had all, these are staff. Okay. So they all know how to meditate. Right. So I just taught them a different doorway in to be in their body and feel the vibration. And that, you know, just opened up the channels, the blocks went away, uh, and they were out of pain in just in a few minutes. It was cool. Yeah. I find it very difficult. You know, with family, it's very hard to get crossed because you can't get back up. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I find it for me, my meditation form is um, my mind is always creating. There's a movie going on. There's something going on. And I just let it go. I let it go where it needs to go. And that allows me, especially when you've got kind of methodical work, you could just do your work and the creative mind is elsewhere. I can't shut off completely. However, I adore silence. Like I, I drive down to my daughter, which is an hour and 40 minutes away. It's a beautiful drive here on Vancouver Island. No music, nothing. You've got the hum of the, the engine. And I just allow the thoughts to go where they want to go. And they come in and out. Some of them are interesting and some of them leave. But I'm not thoughtfully thinking. I'm just feeling what's going on and that, that I find it so relaxing and it also allows me to take in the beauty that's around me and let that beauty feed me and feed my heart and feed my soul. So um, I find distracting that side of the brain and allowing the other one to go where it needs to go becomes very healing for me. I don't know if I'm yeah, doing it right. Great works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone has to figure out what works for them. And I think you found a wonderful uh, strategy that that works for you, you know, that keeps you in a flow state. Yes. So that's cool. Music, of course, you know, music. And, and one thing I've learned about music is in maybe not the, the music or, or the rhythm, it's the frequency of the music. And so frequencies we're drawn to and as we listen to it and immerse ourselves into it it seems to go in and reset our own frequencies in our body and i can it listen can. to music for an hour and, and just feel great yeah absolutely um and those of us who are highly sensitive uh, can really feel the difference between different types of frequencies and musics and 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 smell and yes. you know just even even just people right we can walk into a room and go oh I don't like it here no no bad <laughs> vibration we don't like it yeah, we just exactly. don't like it <laughs> no the nails on the chalkboard you know you know oh no gotta get out of here right. <laughs> yeah. somebody had an argument in this room and no one's admitting it <laughs> no and it's heavy in there heavy and it's like um. People don't realize, you know, and of course we're seeing it so much right now. There's so much discord out there, so much anger. I mean, they had on TV the other day a guy literally frothing at the mouth. And anti-government, anti-this, anti-that, and just literally frothing at the mouth. All I could think of, oh my God, you poor heart. It is so strained for you to be so angry. And your poor body is just like this, tense all over. And everything in your body is just asking you to take a breath. Take a breath. <sighs> just let it go. When we get angry, we get tense. I mean, we get more tense because we're angry. And it's just not the way to go, is it? Well, you know, I think we need to honor our emotions. And at the oh, same yeah. time, a lot of times what they show on TV, video, whatever it is, 
is there to try to manipulate other people's yeah. emotions to try to yes. get them upset or them angry. Stir it up. Yeah. There definitely yeah. is a an advertising, if you will, agenda to mm-hmm. um, manipulate because we know that they spend billions and billions of dollars in advertising to get people to buy stuff. And to do that, we have to get them emotional and manipulate their emotions. So that's why the stillness practice, whether it be through my doorway, stillness through observing internal movement or some other doorway, it doesn't really matter, where we can be completely neutral. So I can, you know, look at someone who I, you know, that that the great evidence is like, oh, wow, they, they are really doing things that are harmful to humanity. But I can still look at them with neutrality or even yeah. love because they are just another facet of an, a, a, the whole, right? Where like even demons or angels or whatever people believe, we're just facets of a diamond. We're like different perspectives of it. So, you know, whether one's a conspiracy theorist, a conspiracy realist, a conspiritualist or mm-hmm. you know, whatever, it doesn't really matter what the labels are at the end of the day. I tell people, I said, you know, my advice is if you're trying to figure out who to follow, who to believe, I'm like, look for the person that's calm, that's happy, yeah. that's joyful, that's generous, that's making a difference in the world, and maybe listen to that person. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Harry met, when Harry met Sally, you know, I'll have what she's having, <laughs> right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> because right. don't we want to feel good? I mean, let's understand yeah. fear sells. They, they get you feared up and then now you're fearful and you're in control and then they come along to save you with their product or with their propaganda or whatever the case is. We've got to be the ones a little bit more discerning of what we buy, right? And as yeah. you said, if you're around somebody that is happy-go-lucky and, and just loves life, you know, loves, love, loves life and is a person that's jubilant, don't you want to be like that? And if you want to be like that, be around it because it rubs off on you. It starts pushing all those beautiful buttons with inside of you and starts igniting them. Right. And, and the thing is sensitive people are able to sometimes a little bit more easily sense the energy around, you know, the person. So that's where we can use our sensitivity as a superpower and know who to hang out with and who not to hang out with. And sensitive people have full 100% permission to hang out with people that they feel good with instead of feeling like they're obligated to feel, you know, to hang out with people they don't feel good with. And and that includes friends and family, you know, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, healthy boundaries. Uh, and if you get really good at this um, stone procedure, this this methodology, I've actually been in um, uh, I do like little experiments. I've been in a phone conversation with my parents, for example, who in the past can be very very judgmental. And you know, there was one conversation where they thought for sure I was going to get really mad at whatever they're going to say because it was like against what I believed or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Can't even remember. But I thought, oh, I'm going to do this exercise while they're talking to me. So I'm listening to them and not interrupting, not trying to defend whatever my belief was. I was just listening and feeling the energy in my body and just observing that. And I felt really, really peaceful, even though they were saying all this stuff that could have made me upset before. But at the end of the day, I was like, hey, I, I feel good at the end of this conversation. This is cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> And that can be quite frustrating for someone who's trying to stir something up in you, right? But the onus is on how we react to it. Right. We're we're always going to be around people. Um, My ex is is Oriental, and I know very much the kind of 
the structure that he was and really go deep and I think because we were in that setting where it, it's so beautiful and peaceful around there and mm. you know the elk wandering around the ripple of the sunlight on the water and they've got a hot tub that overlooks the water and everybody was even though there's been a lot of construction going on all day because they've just bought it and doing some renovations everybody got together and it was just incredible vibe and even though mm. my son was asking my ex to go very deep into memories, very deep into feelings. And normally everybody would be on defense. But I think it was because everybody was just in that atmosphere so relaxed. I knew it wasn't an attack, it was an appeal. Mm, yeah, that's very interesting. And I think our intentions do, you know, what we say is actually behind the energy that yes. the, the intention behind what we're saying. So if that intention is one of inclusion, compassion, understanding, generosity, curiosity, yes. then people yes. receive it very, very differently than feigned curiosity and more like we want you to believe what I believe, you know, right. and, and that is not going well these days. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you find that most people would just like to be understood? You know, we just, you, we, you know, or you may not get all of me. I've had this all my life. I've always been considered a little bit odd. And for a long time, it bothered me because it's, why don't you get me? I'll try and fit in to your box and only right. to find that you know, it just totally destroyed me. And then I was no longer that person they liked anymore because I wasn't the person, you know, that was before the box. And we really need to stand tall in who we are. I love the word flawsome. I think flawsome is beautiful because who, are, who doesn't have a flaw or two, right? A quirk, mm -hmm. a, you know, a, a different characteristic. But why can't we be awesome with that? Why do we have to fit into a little cooking cutter and that kind of expectation to fit in? to some sort of society's dictation, I think is very detrimental and especially to those who are sensitive. Yes, I, I definitely agree with that. And I believe that uh, probably until this point in time, humanity has been hardwired uh, yeah. on, in some way to um, want to belong uh, because maybe people theorize in the past, if you didn't belong, you were alone, you got eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. You know, yes. so maybe there were some practical reasons to uh, have this need or want to be a part of a community. Uh, and now what we're realizing, I, I like to say, uh, without, you know, I'm not being, you know, denigrating in any way, is that the, the weirdos, the strange people, the outcasts are the ones that are saving the world. So. <laughs> Amen. I happen to agree with you. Yeah. Uh, Back in 2012, I, I had come out of a, um, an investment that I'd made in a new technology. Nothing wrong with the te technology, but the people that we were associated with ended up bankrupting me, living out of my car. And I was just looking at humanity and going, I don't care if a bus hits me. You know, it just, I can't take this BS anymore. I, you know, I just, my senses were just screaming. And then somebody said, oh, you know, I like what you've written here and what you do there. Join 
would you like to join my podcast network? And I was, what's a podcast? I had no idea. And when I joined it, it was live 13 months. And then I started meeting, uh, now it's nine and a half years and eight and a half years of my network. But the people I have met, like yourself, who have dedicated without apology, their compassion, their conviction, their meaningful purpose, into uh, igniting all of our heart and souls into this beautiful orchestra of harmony. It is possible. It is being done. The media doesn't cover people like you. Or if they do it, a sip it and they'll twist, right? This where the truth lies. Somebody who's gone through the BS in life, somebody who understands what sensitivity is, somebody who's found a way to navigate through it and be flawsome and awesome and just show how we can really live a beautiful life, an extraordinary life uh, amongst the chaos. And thank you for being one of those people. Mm, oh, I, I'm delighted and, uh, you know, very, very grateful to have platforms like yours to be able to share this you know, wonderful message with people that everyone has superpowers, even if they don't think they are sensitive, because we are all becoming more and more intuitive. At least that is my observation with time. Yes. Um, I was doing, um, uh, I'm a Kung Fu student, and I was uh, doing Kung Fu with one of the other students who doesn't really believe in this kind of woo-woo intuitive stuff. You know, he's very left brain. He's like a computer, a computer guy. I know. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is so we're, we're doing this, uh, this thing called Chi Sao together, right? We're doing this little martial arts thing. And there was a little error that now I'm a little bit more senior student. So there was an error that he was making, but I decided I wasn't going to tell him with my voice. I was going to tell him with my mind. So I ah. said to him in my mind, I said, Hey, Gene, uh, you're dropping your right, you know, your right, your right elbow here and the, 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 right. And you know what? Within two seconds, he fixed it. And of course, uh -huh. I couldn't help but stop and go, oh, my God, you just heard my telepathy. Yes. 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 Right. We're, we've limited like, ourselves so much to what we, you know, where we think we can. Exactly. It's there. I mean, you know, we're, we're fascinated with, you know, outer space shows. We're fascinated with, with um, Spock you know, on the telepathy and everything else. And it's like, but it's all within us. We've all got that capability. And it doesn't mean you're going to go into someone's mind and know everything that's going on. But it does mean you can communicate beyond the verbal, the physical. And if we open up to that, imagine the possibilities. Imagine where we could go. Because we're spiritual beings having a human experience. But we seem to have got stuck as being a human in the body and forgotten our spiritual experience. Right. And, and the, our environments that are around us um, have been reinforcing that conditioning as well. So one has to step out of that common conditioning to really explore these other areas. And once we discover those areas and realize that we can practice these, you know, or train, if you will, you know, our, our abilities, it's not some, you know, in the past, they'd say, oh, it's witchcraft or it's the work of the devil or some very, very religious people. Again, that's conditioning. That it was is an agenda, too. Yes. So <laughs> it is. It's just a natural human attribute and ability, um, something that we sometimes lose or forget in childhood because it's not acceptable 
and people don't understand yeah. us. Some children, um, and you may know some of them that uh, they've been labeled as di uh, diagnostically labeled as delayed speech or attention deficit or oppositional defiant oh, disorder or yeah. autistic, yeah. right? And actually they are very gifted and not in yes. the ways that in the West we've decided what is smart, you know? Mm -hmm. So I've worked with some of these children in my office and uh, all of them that I worked with are highly sensitive. I had an autistic mm -hmm. child one time, he would not enter the, uh, the kitchen. He would go around the kitchen to get to the other side of the house and his mother, who's very sensitive as well, and she's able to muscle test and all these kinds of things. She goes, I'm not quite understanding why he's scared of the kitchen because he looks scared <laughs> and then he yes. walks <laughs> right and we found actually on question we had to go kind of really deep to figure out what it was and that's how some of my you know took healing method we figured these things out there was a dimensional rift in her kitchen meaning that there was like almost like a gap like this like an um like a oval shape that multiple dimensions were available and he could feel it very uncomfortable there and this dimensional rift was not specifically um, trying to harm anyone. It was just there. Uh, who knows how long it's been there. And so what we did is we sealed it. And after we sealed yeah. that rift, this this child just immediately just walked through the kitchen. Right. So, yeah. So these are unseen things that sensitive people may know, but not as children may not know what it is. Or even as adults, we don't know what it is. Right. Until, yeah. Know, someone like me teaches them what it is and then they can, you know. Well, I'm a dimensional channeler because um, I was very sickly when I was a child and when I got sick into bed and I'd get my breakfast, lunch and dinner. And then if I had an asthma attack, my mum may be there. Otherwise, most of the time I was on my own. There wasn't TV. I didn't even have a radio. A lot of the time, you know, I was young and wasn't able to read. So off I went. People say, oh, she's just got a high imagination. But I'd go into other worlds. Now with... Hey. Very often I'll have memory and it go, you know, and then I have to stop and think, okay, was this this world or another world? <laughs> you know, this right. memory that I have and I just naturally think because no, it can't be this all. I can't remember doing it here. And I, I just like, oh yeah, right, sorry, you try you dimensional travel. Yeah, I go into other realms. Yeah. And it's quite fascinating to have that experience. And it's nothing to be afraid of again if the energies are right. You know the energy is wrong. They attend. That is the same with dealing with people around you. Um, if you're going to get a job, you know, if that energy doesn't feel right, trust it. Please trust it, right? Mm. I've um, had a lot of where I did not trust it. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, how many times do we get caught up with somebody in a relationship? It's, you know, the chemical reaction or he's good looking or this or that. And then there's that warning sign at the back there. We're not paying any attention to it. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to find out later on where they, you know, he gave the old cosmic voice and said, can you hear me now? I right to warn you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's right. talk about muscle testing because it's so easy to do, but not a lot of people know how to do it, why it works. Right. Well, muscle testing is something that is such a really useful tool uh, because um, we talk about um, in, in my you know, in the Academy of Light Medicine and the Topican Healing Method, we call it divine muscle testing. And the only difference in the in the name is that we first align to the zero point field 
uh, before we start mm -hmm. the muscle testing. So we first align before we ask. So after we align, then we ask those yes, no questions. And, and then our body responds with, a, for example, the sway test, swing forward or back, yes or no. We can use you know, one hand, uh, two hands, all these different techniques. But it's best if we can, especially as sensitive souls, align to our inner guru, if you will, our yeah. inner source wisdom first. Then we're more accurate. And it's not 100% because we are still human. We still yeah. are a filter. Um, so and we still have a human body and there could be dehydration, there could be an attachment to a specific outcome. Um, generally, people are very terrible at uh, muscle testing lottery numbers. <laughs> Otherwise, we have a lot of rich people out there. <laughs> right, right. And, and people, well, why not allowed? And I said, well, you know, does this evolve you? If it evolves yeah. you yeah. and grows you, then probably, yes, you probably could yeah. win the lottery, you know, but for the most part the people that have won the lottery two years later, they're in a worse financial situation than they were two years yeah. prior. So if that's the majority of people, does that really serve each of us to win the lottery when maybe it is our role to grow ourselves, to connect to the, to the tribe that needs to hear the information that we are here to share and that's how we get to what's called right livelihood and so even though it would be nice you know to to win the lottery we we don't use divine muscle testing for things like that because most of the time it's not going to work for things where we have too much of an attachment to well enrichment and abundance doesn't always transcribe to the dollar sign you know and a lot of people have chased the dollar sign thinking that's going to enrich them and make them feel abundant many people I've interviewed that have you know took that path and realized I was so empty mm -hmm. I was such a slave for me um nothing pleased me nothing connected and I had to reach rock bottom I had to lose everything and then like a seed like a flower regrow and understand and appreciate the earth in which I grew in you know the sun that warms me the rain that waters me and they've taken a totally different path and if you're so much more enriched and abundant in their meaningful purpose in their uh, the view of life the love of life and you know if the money is meant to be to further their cause the money comes right? absolutely if you do first you'll be empty because it's the wrong frequency Right. And money is just an, uh, a form of energy exchange, yeah. but that is not the same as a dream or a yeah. purpose. And so, yeah, absolutely. If, they, if someone has a dream, in fact, that's one of the exercises in my Sensitivities or Superpower book called Stone for Masterful Manifesting. So we get people into the zero point field and then we get them to dream up what the, an ideal future reality might look like, feel like, sound like, taste like, you know, and we have them embody that now. And uh, so that the universe can help match that frequency, that target of where it is you say you want to go. And like yeah. you said, it's not just about money because money is the side effect really of right. your state of being. So if you have something that you desire and it, it doesn't have to necessarily be, I want to save the poor children of the world. No, it could be, I, I would love to dance, right? And be yeah. a ballerina or it, yeah. it doesn't have to look like, this massive philanthropic, you know, philanthropic service at the moment. But when you, we fill ourselves and we be who we really are, oftentimes we actually help people, even though we don't know we're helping people because of our own inspiration. And, you know, yeah. How many people are inspired by a story of, of courage, of comeback, of, of rediscovery? Right. You know, 
Um, I had a young lady, um, Keshi, who's a burn victim from a plane crash, and she's um, she was on America's Got Talent, and I'd interviewed her the year before. And I mean, she's very clearly disabled. She believes sixty-five percent of body burnt, and she got out there and immediately the look from people, right? And then she sang, and people forgot what she looked like, and they heard the courage, the strength, the love of the music. And she went all the way up to the end and she came back for the champion show. And I've had the honor of interviewing her three times. Every time she leaves me with a nugget, you know, mm. something. And it's like the difficult, I mean, like the simple thing. Of, yeah, the only problem is I itch all the time. Now, you know, like you get an itch, you got to scratch it. Imagine it being all over your body all the time. It could send you mad. But she's chosen to channel that itch in a different direction, uh, like her music, like I am alive. I'm alive and I'm here for a reason. And those kind of people help us look at ourselves and go, okay, you, you don't have to burn victim to do like that. But are you truly living your life in the way you should be living it? Kindness, caring, love, consideration. Are you giving it to yourself? Are you being that light that you would be inspired by? And if not, why not? What's in the way? We've got to participate in our own lives. We've got to ignite that heart and soul in our own lives. We can have people like yourself around there that can give us the techniques and the tools and the encouragement and all the books that you have here, but just to be willing to apply it. So, you know, it was a, you take the horse to water, you can't make it drink. Leave it there long enough, you're going to realize it's thirsty. <laughs> yeah, and having the opportunity is is wonderful. And sometimes I'll have people who's been following me for, you know, two, four, six, seven years, you know, before they reach mm -hmm. out and said, you know, I've been following all your content for the last seven years and absolutely love it. And I'm ready now to learn. Yes. You know, I'm ready now yes, to take because your level you one course. Right. Yeah. You're seeding them. You know, you, the thing is, is, um, you know, we, we, I think we both admitted we had that, had that rescue, rescue syndrome when we had to rescue people. And very often that rescuing, just inspiring them to the possibilities that, yes, they can. And every time you do that inspiring, it's a seed dropped, you know, and you're watering it. And then eventually they're going to realize there's something growing here. And, you know, now I need help in navigating or understanding it. But again, it comes back to us, but it will also, but what's the saying? You know, when the student is ready, the teacher is near. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the teacher shows up when the student's ready. Yeah, absolutely. I, I believe that too. Um, and uh, it, there's just so, thanks to the internet. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, negative yes. things, I, I suppose. But, but thanks to the internet, yeah. we are as a global uh, community actually getting closer and closer together. You know, it, it's yeah. really incredible. Like, you know, like just for me to, to meet like, you know, my clients and students and, and people like uh, my colleagues, you know, all over the world, um, you know, Australia, you know, Malaysia, Canada, US, no like borders. UK, no borders. Africa. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I haven't gotten anybody from Antarctica, but you know, <laughs> It's so out amazing. there. <laughs> yeah, it's so amazing. And there's so many people doing awesome work. So 
if, if people interview me, you know, or, or I interview them rather uh, for the level one training program and it's not appropriate for them and not ready for that, then, you know, there's all these people I can refer them to and, you know, do a little coaching, figure out who's the best fit for them. Um, and there's so many free things out there now, thanks to the internet as well. Like I got a ton of free stuff <laughs> that people can, you know, dive in and, and see if it resonates. If it doesn't, that's okay too. Find someone else you do resonate with. Yeah, and, and there's there's yeah, there's no lack of of help these days. And please don't go, oh, I've got to drag my spouse along with me or my siblings along with me or my girlfriends, boyfriends along with me. Um, no, this is your journey. Right? And if they're inspired by your journey, then it may inspire them to take their own journey. But we can't force other people to take that journey until they're ready. And, you know, very often it can break up a relationship. But if that other person will take the journey too, then they can find their way back or they just realize they were the wrong people for each other, right? So it's don't be afraid of what happens because you take the journey because what is happening is what needs to happen in your life. And if, if there are people you leave behind, it's okay. You will connect with them maybe on a different channel, on a different level, but you can't expect everyone to take that journey with you. But please take the journey because it's so important. Uh, the more people that do this journey, the more people that step into that self-discovery, they've raised their frequency elevation and right. that sense of love, of love and everything else is now the good vibration the planet is feeling. So sometimes people find it easier. Okay, I'm going to be part of the solution for the planet. Mm -hmm. I'm going to raise my frequency for the planet and then realize, oh, I really like this. Because it's easier for them to go and do something for something else than it is for themselves, whichever way, right? Whichever way mm -hmm. works. Yeah, absolutely. And and our relationships, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, I think my relationships with my siblings, my parents, you know, my loved ones are better now than they ever have been. And it's not because we agree on things. We actually right. disagree exactly. on quite a bit. Um, right. You know, and it's their judgment. Uh, Right. And that's the thing is I don't talk to my brother about holistic health because he's not interested, Right, you know, but yeah, what, he, what he is interested in is, you know, maybe we talk about the latest movie or the latest sci-fi effect, or he likes watching YouTube videos about, you know, uh, foreign food and how to cook it. And you know what? And I'm like, Hey, I, I could, I could talk to him about that. Right. So I'm not so attached to having to talk to him about what I'm interested in. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's one of the big mistakes that people make when they step into the spiritual awakening is like, I want everybody to feel this. Don't you understand? You've got to feel like this. You've got to I be know. like this. And they start lording it over everyone. It's like they veganism. You know? Yeah, exactly. And if the thing is, you know, if you're a vegan for your reason, you can talk about all the benefits that it's given you. I had a young boy who was 12, a vegan, who was also autistic. And, you know, he's an eloquent speaker. And hmm. for him, it's and another young boy who was on, um, and it was to do with the environment, fighting for the environment. You know, as the one young boy who says, I go to school with my vegan food and people ask what it is and why I ate it. I tell them it's not for me to dictate to them that they should change. It's for me to invite them to want to change. Mm hmm. Right. We, we, we are the, like you said, we're the, the light. So if we're vibrating something that someone else finds attractive, 
then that helps a lot people a lot more than people being angry and stressed out and trying to force or shake people awake uh, to, to, you know, to negativity so they can do something good. It's, right. it's just not very convincing. Shaming, blaming, yes. Those are totally anti-abundant things to do. <laughs> I want to quickly go through all of your books because you've got so many of them. You know, you've got, um, you know, navigating the, um, oh, what is it yet? Clickety clack. Glasses, the clickety clack, which is really sounds really interesting. Um, you know, tell us about that. I see Bob Proctor, Jack Canfield, uh, Christy Whitman, uh, you know, that's featuring them as well. Um, and, you know, the, how to live a peaceful life in seemingly a toxic world, which we're in. We're in. No doubt about it. We're in our sick world. Yeah, so this is a compilation book with uh, some, some big names, as you mentioned, you know, Bob Proctor, Jack Canfield, Chicken Soup for the Soul Guy. And uh, it was a, a great honor, you know, to be in, in the book with these luminaries. And it was all about um, different, um, different leaders, what they have went through themselves in terms yeah. of going through a clickety-clack, which is like basically a friction in our lives, and then how we overcame it. And, um, and then inspiring others to, you know, we, we have a couple of tips on each of our chapters on um, how other people might be able to do the same. And then I, I like, these chapters are really fairly short. So you can read one and go, oh, that does resonate with me or that doesn't resonate with me. You know, go to the next author, you know, in their chapter. And so um, I, I think this was a, a beautiful, you know, book for me to be invited to be part of because my whole shtick these days really is that peace within. They, you know, they yes. say peace is an inside job, and oh. I never understood that. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I have to make people peaceful out here, but uh, now I really understand it's vibrational and frequency. Um, Be the peace you seek. Right, right, yeah, because. The bigger the energy we are in that peace or joy or love, we actually help entrain those around us. And that's what I found with my family and friends is that we would argue before and it would be really stressful. And now I can be in this big bubble of peace. So whenever I'm talking with them, even if we disagree, it, it doesn't amount to any negative energy being exchanged. It's really yeah. lovely. <laughs> Not taking it personally, right? Which is important. Because Absolutely. Because we're to do that and get on the defense. Um, you've got the evolutionary healer, uh, which is a, a very interesting one. Yes. Yeah, so that, that one is definitely a lot more esoteric. Uh, some of the topics we talk about um, are very, very strange. Uh, and at the same time, if people are really diving in down the rabbit hole in terms of spirituality, my chapter is talking about something called the alternate self syndrome. So this is something I've observed, um, having done thousands upon thousands of uh, healing sessions with my clients and patients over the years, um, is that there was a point in time a couple of years ago where um, I noticed, long story short, that the time our timelines were converging. So for those that are understanding the term past life, there are alternate lives, which uh, can affect us even physically. And I was yes. noticing that certain people literally, like I had one woman who had a heart attack <laughs> where she didn't really have the risk factors for that in this timeline, but she had all the symptoms of a heart attack. Um, and I found out through, you know, doing our muscle testing and the Tobacan healing method that her alternate self did have a heart attack. And so what we did was we actually shifted a blueprint so that it wouldn't manifest in her physical body in this timeline. 
Um, and so we even figured out which artery it was that was unhappy. So we did energy here, healing and clearing to get the body to um, uh, behave, if you will, in a more harmonious way. And she was able to get off all the medications. Uh, she had absolutely no heart damage. And I, I mean, she was, she didn't want to be on medication, right? And they gave her this right. lunch to take. So she was thrilled. Um, and it was just a very, very short, but precise um, light medicine uh, clearing and healing that we did for her. So that that's the chapter. There is a self-healing um, uh, three-step process in my chapter about how to do that for yourself. Excellent. And again, the guidelines are there, right? It's just the question of application. Uh, then you've got the guide to healing chronic pain, the holistic approach. Right. So that was my first number one bestseller. And it's kind of a tome. It's about 416 pages. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, and it's 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 uh the out of the scale it's the least esoteric because uh, that's more kind of medical doctory you know holistic health practitioner advice uh, but it does go through body physical mind mental emotional and spirit aspects of our lives and so there's a chapter on you know how pain can have to do with you know forgiveness. Uh, there's a chapter on nutrition, which is a, a big one because there's a lot of data there. Uh, you know, there's one on releasing emotions and the various different ways to do that. So I tell people, you know, if they have, you know, chronic physical pain of any type to after they read the introduction, just kind of flip <laughs> to the book. Right. You know, just what do flip I need page to know? open yes. right, yeah, and go, I what do I need to know? Exactly. Yeah. And read it and see if it yeah. resonates with them. Um, so that one's a little bit more accessible to those that may not be into necessarily the deep spiritual stuff that I do now. Right. Uh, but a good introduction. And of course, you've got a whole lot of jewelry here too. Is uh, Do they have all a kind of an... Yes. So the Ascension 3 jewelry, um, I'm wearing a piece right now. And these are energy infused with some of the healing energies that I use in my healing practice. Oh, <laughs> Not sure if you can hear me. Yeah, you're back. There we there go. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so the uh, the Ascension 3 jewelry is infused with five different frequency sets. Uh, two of them, Ascension 1 and 2, are something that I co-created with the universe. And uh, it's part of the Topican healing method. And it's a kind of a, a quick way of deleting negative energy or, po or downloading positive energies. And then we also have infused into the crystals and the jewelry um, hidden night gem frequency, uh, which is very um, highly spiritual, uh, compassion, love, and, and actually protection, as well as the Schumann frequency, which is EMF protection. And there's data, uh, there's experiments been done with that frequency from the company that I used to infuse these. And then there's the flower of life. So a pro-life you know, frequency. And so that's all infused and people, I have a, a free 21 day mini course that's on YouTube called the Ascension 3 21 day challenge. And people can use this to help them, you know, release negative emotions, negative curses, um, help shore up their boundaries, download positive, you know, um, energies to themselves. And so it's kind of a quick go-to and a little bit of a, like a little protection as they go out throughout the world, especially if they're sensitive. And, and the thing is, people don't realize how much crystals and stone and everything else carry these energies and how they can reset you. Um, you know, like things like everything else, so always something there that can assist you. And you've right, they're assistive tools. Yeah. Yeah. So we won't need yeah. these tools once we are 100% conscious at all times. 
Mm-hmm. But I haven't met any human yet that can do that yet. Right. You know, so, you have to completely and utterly switch off from the world. <laughs> well, it's just that they, um, it, it's like the ability to engage fully in the world and be right. vibrating at their that yeah. zero point field self, despite no matter what's going on. So literally, sorry for the graphics, but literally they can have a gun to their head yeah. and still be in that space of peace. Because they just know that they're this, you know, that that is they can vibrate that peace and joy no matter what happens. I mean, that is that full consciousness. And so these are tools to assist people as we make our way to that level. Right. Yeah. And sometimes we just simply need that energy assistance. And, you know, it's okay. And you have that particular thing that you go to. I've got crystals all around me here and other energy devices. And it just. It just like I'm feeling low today, or I'm having got the energy today, and you know that these kind of things just help you put you on track, right? And then we've got this sensitivity, um, you know, for the superpower. So tell us about this latest book because uh, I know we've talked a little bit about it today and about being sensitive and all of that. But you've got a lot in there in the sense of, you know, the tools and the skills that we can live. We don't want people to desensitize. We want you to live sensitively because it's a beautiful place to be. It's just how to manage it, empower it, and not let it overwhelm you. Right, absolutely. So using it as a gift rather than perceiving it as a curse, as something wrong with you. Um, people, you don't need to be fixed. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and um, it's just a matter of you know being responsible, self-responsible, in a positive way for your energy field because we're not taught that in school and if you go to you know chinese medicine school maybe yes but but most people aren't aware that they have different parts of them including an energy body so we are responsible for um discerning and cleansing and taking care of that energy body um so so that what we discern is you know for our highest and greatest good and then we can actually use our manifesting powers, not just our intu- intuition, mm-hmm. but our manifesting powers to create different realities like weather magic. In fact, we do this so often. It, it was like raining cats and dogs for the last week or so. And we had um, a construction crew coming this week uh, that was going to dig our new leech field uh, in our septic. And um, so my husband's like, we got to do weather magic. <laughs> you know, so we're both on it. Now, the, <laughs> step, the step-by-step is in chapter 13 in the book weather magic and a child can do it so it's just a matter of number one just accepting that oh maybe i do have this power you know to to direct you know and influence the weather when it's for the highest and greatest good and then when you actually do it the hardest part is just not listening to the news yes yes switch it off yeah Yeah, there's so many times where you know there's a one of the stories i tell is my then 14 year old um, niece it was christmas it was uh, we were visiting her for the first time in texas and it was supposed to be tornadoes for christmas and um, all the other adults were upset about the tornadoes for christmas so i turned to the 14 year old i said we're not gonna have uh, tomatoes tornadoes i said do you want to do some weather magic she goes "Ooh, what's that right So we teach her how to do this. And I said, you know, the hardest part, Ryan, is going to be this. The other adults are going to show you all the news about how awful it's going to be. And you have to ignore it. Mm. And you and I will just bump elbows, wink, wink. And we just keep on our track what we're manifesting. We keep seeing and experiencing our ideal 
reality. And she said, yep, I can do that. So sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Every, the other three adults were like, oh, it's going to be a horrible Christmas and uh, you know, all this stuff. Right. And we're just like, you know, nudging elbows and going, uh-huh. <laughs> we're doing weather magic. Right. And sure enough, you know, Christmas comes and the clouds clear it's a beautiful, you know, partly sunny day. The the niece and my husband's like jumping three hours on the trampoline. I mean, the other adults couldn't believe it. Right. You know, and and of course, one of them still had to complain that there was too much wind and we couldn't barbecue the steaks we bought. And I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. So I'm so I'm like so here I'm trying to set an example for yeah. this 14 year old. Right? So I'm like jumping on this trampoline too. And I'm just like, okay, hang on. Archangel Uriel, we could really use your help if you could turn down the wind in about half an hour. That'd be really great. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. The wind goes, turned down. We had our barbecue, no problem. And so finally, you know, one of the other adults were like, you guys did good. <laughs> you know, I, have, um, I, I love talking to the trees and nature and everything else, but I remember there was a certain... Uh, avenue of trees that I used to go down with my dog and I went down one day and the, the, the leaves and the trees were really loud and I said guys you've been really loud I can't hear you and from brrr, it just came to a complete stop yeah. and then as I went down the avenue there was a slight rustle here and a slight rustle there and I said that's better <laughs> you know? we don't realize the energetic power that's within us and why do mm -hmm. we turn to prayer what are people praying to they were praying to a god that they have to feel vibrationally, that they have to trust is there. They're praying to an energy and they're just hoping their prayers are going to be there. But if you actually measure those prayers you know, with frequency device, you'll see how many hertz are put out there, you know, how much vibration, how much frequency, and the higher the frequency, the better. We see this with energy healing. We see it with energy, you know, being around positive people, how it changes your entire chemistry in your body this is science and the beautiful thing about it today is scientists are beginning to recognize the importance of higher frequency good vibrations manifesting and realizing this isn't wooey that there is actually some scientific fact behind it right absolutely there, there's so many people in this field that are pioneering that one of the movies i highly recommend is a recent one um, called the One Field movie, uh, where they had uh, Lynn McTaggart and Lee Carroll and uh, Greg Braden. You know, they, they were talking about how, like, for example, Lynn McTaggart, who's an investigative journalist now working with multiple different scientists around the world to prove this phenomenon of, you know, coherence and consciousness. Um, yes. She would, on a Zoom, no less, you know, teach yes. people a meditative, um, you know, just in 10 minutes to meditate uh, and this area, I think the Gaza Strip, I think was where they were measuring with an actual energy device and found a huge shift from this chaotic energy to like yeah. down to yeah. this peace energy during the time of meditation. And none of these people were physically there at the Gaza right. Strip. Just the investigator was there and Lynn was in a different, different place. And she just had all these people in a room in different parts of the world meditating simultaneously. So there is growing data that this stuff is real and it works. And um, we just have to, you know, really uh, accept our superpowers. There's a moving. it's Netflix and it's, um, it's about mushrooms. Um, 
I can't remember exactly what it was called now, but it's but it's all about how the mushrooms help things regrow. And then there's a Judy Dench movie out there, a documentary, which is literally they're seeing the fibrioptics from the trees. Uh, dead alive, oh. you mean, you look forest, it, you know, it's it doesn't amazing. judge a forest, oh, you're too skinny, you're too fat, you're too crooked, you're too dead. You know, the forest is constantly nourishing and communicating with each other. And to they've got the slow camera, they're actually seeing all those fiber optics coming out and connecting. That's us, folks. We've got to learn how to connect with each other peacefully, because when we do, we fortify each other. Which absolutely beautiful. And yes, be like a tree. You become orchestra <laughs> the choir. Yes, exactly. Um, it tells us how to think. It shows us how to be in It shows us how to to go in. You know, you talked earlier about knowing what to do. I cannot and will not argue with my core. And if my core says don't do it, I won't do it because my core has said. And I just simply will not do it. I don't need to explain to anyone, but my core is that pushback and that, no, this is not for you. And I'm an explorer. I Many, many adventures of, I've gone down and some completely blind, deaf and dumb. But if my core disagrees with it, I'm not doing it. And that you get That's to learn. fantastic. You get to learn, don't you? You get to learn you know, when to push, when to explore, when it feels right, when it's just that little bit of trepidation, or, you know, oh, the exploration jitters, and when it's simply not the path for you. Right, right. That that takes some practice. It takes some commitment yeah. to learn, but this is all learnable stuff. This is not yeah. hard. It's just a matter of us making it a priority and, you know, some of us are dragged into it kicking and screaming because we so want to hang on to what we were taught and what we're conditioned to, to, to think is right or good or, you know, being productive member of society. And now it's like, I've gone 180 degrees <laughs> and yes. going, well, forget about what society thinks is right or good or whatever. I need to filter that through my own consciousness. Exactly. And uh, cause if I've done most of my life in the past, trying to please people and it never worked. No. Why did I think after 35 years, all of a sudden it would work? No. So now it's, yeah. you know, my yeah. mid fifties, I'm like, no, I said, yeah. <laughs> it took, it took me to my mid fifties, darling. So you're ahead of the game. <laughs> you know, it, well, yeah, I got really, really sick in my mid thirties. So, <laughs> you know, trying to be everything that everybody wanted. And it's like, I'm not pleasing them. I'm not giving them what they want because they want this for you and it's not enough. Now they want that. And it's like, just be yourself. You may not be everybody's cup of tea. You're going to be somebody's cup of strong coffee. You know, it's okay. Just resonate in your vibe. Be that light. The people that feel you and see you will join you. And if they don't, they're just not there yet. Right. And, and I love the term that you coined earlier, the, the flossum. That is, that is really, really awesome. <laughs> flossum yeah. is awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's, yeah, it is. And, and please, if you're looking for perfection, oh my God, are you going to let yourself down? Because whose idea of perfection do you think it is? However, there are perfect moments of ethoria, of connection, of of words that we can't think of because that feeling is just so ah, that there isn't a word to describe it, right? That's mm -hmm. perfect. But this idea of what you should be perfect because society dictates, that's slavery. 
<laughs> That's correct. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. And we enslave ourselves most of the time. Oh. So it's up to us to free ourselves too. Yeah. Now, how do people get hold of you? You know, you've got your own radio show as well. When does that air? What uh, what happens there? And also, how do people get hold of you with everything else? Uh, well, the best place to go is KarenCan.com. So that's my name, K-A-R-E-N-K-A-N.com. And um, you'll see that there is a button at the top that says Media. So there I have a blog as well as the Light Warrior radio show where I interview uh, different experts in different fields having to do with health, wellness, and spirituality. So that is super, super fun. So I yeah. do that uh, once a week on Mondays. And then uh, every weekend I actually launch a, a new video on YouTube um, in various places called the Spiritual Medicine Digest. And that is me tuning into what's going on in the world right now energetically and spiritually and just kind of reporting that. And we do actually a little mini healing uh, during that as well. So we often will ask people watch the video, what did they feel and experience, you know, after receiving the mini healing? And when people are on my email list, which you can be just by um, getting any of the freebies that I have, um, we actually do mini healings every month. <laughs> so we right. do, I, I connect on an hour, we connect on, you know, um, you know, a Zoom and uh, I just you know, send healing to everyone, but also pick out certain people just to demonstrate a Topican healing methodology. Uh, and so they can find out what is really going on with them and just show people how the divine muscle testing works. Um, and uh, just give them examples of how they can use uh, their superpowers, you know, to, to heal themselves in a faster way, faster than the speed of light, I like to say. Right. Yeah. And, you know, doing this every week, it, it's kind of like a a little mini cleanse isn't a download you know getting rid of anything that may have accumulated in the week and and uh, just be able to refortify yourself which is you know the help the next week and uh, you know muscle testing um very often i don't know what decision to make or i don't know which way to go and that muscle testing will tell you you know what's wrong here and there it's a uh, when we get used to using that as a technique it can be really awesome kind of yeah, it can be really powerful if you know the the kind of question to ask. And so um, I always say to people, my claim to fame is is not necessarily that I have to be the most powerful healer on the planet. I want right. to make everybody else their own most powerful healer. Yes. My claim to fame is knowing what questions to ask and teaching people how to ask those questions. <laughs> and, and that's where the magic is. And as a medical doctor, sometimes it's really helpful in certain, um, you know, certain symptoms and certain issues to know what questions to ask. For example, I had somebody who was having uh, the need for vitamin D. So she would muscle test that she needed vitamin D. And then I thought, well, you know, I'm, let me just do a vitamin D level. And her blood levels were super high. And I thought, okay, so your muscles te test is telling me you need vitamin D, but your blood levels are high. So my medical doctor brain said, well, that means she's not absorbing it, assimilating or utilizing it. So it's just floating around the blood doing nothing. And that's exactly what it was. She was not, uh, there's vitamin D receptors on every cell. So uh, we checked this receptor. The receptor was not happy. So the vitamin mm. D was not doing anything. And so we figured it out with some sort of like curse 80, 80 generations back on mother's side or something crazy like right. that. We cleared the curse. She was able to, you know, repeat the blood test um, and the, the, the vitamin D was at appropriate level. Her need for vitamin D went down. Um, actually, she had some, but... It was just really neat uh, how we yeah. can be that precise using muscle testing. 
Yes, exactly. But as you said, with that medical, um, you know, uh, knowledge there as well, because, um, you know, sometimes, well, why is this like this? And you go for the guessing game. So if you've got somebody who knows the body as well, then it's like, you know, as you said, to ask the questions. They're always seeking the answer. But are you asking the right question in the first place? Right. So right. And not, and not everybody with... needs to know all the right. details. It's only yeah. the people with the highest responsibility levels that sometimes need to know. So when we go into that stillness space, oftentimes I call it the auto healing space because a lot of things automatically heal on their own without us even knowing what it is because we don't need to know what it is. It's just old yeah. stuff. And yeah. that's the beauty of you it. Know. We, we, you know, you don't know, you go into a, a mechanic and go, I've got this funny clunk, clunk, clunk sound. I don't know what it is. The mechanic is trained <laughs> to know what it is. You're not meant to know it all. Just like to recognize there's a problem, right? And then to establish what it is and who can fix it. So, yeah. And I do have uh, at the back of the um, the sensitivities or superpower book, there's a whole bunch of list of freebies back here as well. So I just wanted to give people your link uh, to the book because that link has um, $1,000 of bonus gifts and downloads wow. from myself as well as other um, spiritual and uh, holistic health leaders, um, MP3s, um, you know, healing meditations, courses, classes, that's part of this book launch. And uh, so if you go to karencan.com forward slash Sarah Troy, all one word, um, that'll uh, go to Sarah's um, uh, link uh, to my site uh, and you'll see the different options there. Um, now, if you do buy the ebook, um, it's uh, $7.77. Um, and then that way, you know, you'll support Sarah's work and my work at the same time. And you uh, just fill in, you know, your order number, and then you get the the bonuses. If you buy it, if you want a physical book and you want to buy it on um, Amazon or some other place, just let us know what the order number is. And again, we'll send you those bonuses. Either way is good. Excellent. And uh, just to let people know, Sarah is S-A-R-A-T-R-O-Y, Sarah Troy, no H there, just in case. But and thank you for that generosity because you you know, giving so much knowledge and abilities and how, and yet you're still giving to the people that are, you know, supporting you. So thank you very much. It's rare and it's beautiful. Thank you. My pleasure. So, and thank you for inviting me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Being absolutely delight. Carol, uh, Karen, K-A. selfdiscoverymedia.com search engine and her entire page will come up link to all of the books and everything and uh, please uh, you know this is this this is your assignment <laughs> everyone go home dive play. in <laughs> my mentor says home play i'm like wow that's i like that word home play not homework home play. <laughs> it's a good idea um but you know the we we know that if you've listened to the show for this long, then you know that there's something's connected with you. Don't kind of switch off and go, that was this thing. Really start diving in now because you listen for a reason and you may not know what it is right now, but maybe it's the book. Maybe it's going into a site. Maybe it's the YouTube. Maybe it's reaching out to your own person. But please do because you've listened for a reason. Now explore what that reason is. Thank you so much, Dr. Karen. This has been fantastic. My Until pleasure. Next Thank time. you, Sarah.
And and remember, folks, the, yes, the answers are out there. Do we have the right question to ask? But remember, you are awesome in your flawsomeness, and every single one of us can elevate to that higher frequency. We've just got to know how. And Dr. Karen here has really got some beautiful answers for you and wonderful solutions for you. You've just got to apply them. So feel worthy enough to invest in yourself and really want to be able to shine bright because we need you in the world. We need your light. Until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You will hear many, many shows here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. We have new shows for you out every week. Just find them on our podcast or, or what's new. If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.